Welcome to the Storm DJs podcast series where we interview the best DJs and musicians. We find out all about them through a series of very fun questions, to say the least. And after the question and answer session, the DJ or musician puts together a live mix or a live performance for us to wow us with our skills basically um so have a listen to the interview and then have a listen to the mix or performance following the interview this episode we have the downright dazzling dozer from wales um who's joining us via skype this week which is basically a bit of an experiment because all our previous interviews so far have been in person so it's a bit of a experiment essentially to try and find out if this format works um, what we found out so far is it, it seems to work okay. However, we have a few issues with the sound quality levels um, at the other end. So, uh, yeah, apologies in advance for the sound quality, but in theory you'll be able to understand what Doz is saying, um, even though it's slightly Welsh-tinted. <laughs> also, the setting of the podcast unfortunately isn't quite as glam because as you know it's not in person therefore it's basically fixed direct on his face permanently and that's it so not much in terms of fun on the camera angles but you will see myself in the bottom right hand corner miniaturized as I interview him also apologies for my current voice um, which is somewhat lacking due to the great amount of cold that I've got at the moment um I can can only apologise for this and the amount of germs in the air and so forth. Maybe I haven't been eating enough garlic and I'm not quite sure. Um, So yeah, sit back, relax and enjoy the interview and then have a little boogie to the mix and enjoy. Doza, welcome to um, our Storm interviews, um, Storm podcast um, series. Uh, This is going to be our first one via Skype, so it's a work in progress, but I'm sure it will go down perfectly. Um, and obviously, we have to do Skype with you because, uh, well, yeah, you're so far away, you're basically in another country. Um, all this uh, foreign DJing you're doing all the time, what can we, what can we say? Um, so, <laughs> how's everything going over there? Yeah, really good, really, really good, really busy, and uh. Now the summer coming up, lots of gigs coming through, so yeah, we look forward to it. Excellent. Okay, well, we'll we'll go through the sort of standard question list um, uh, from from the very basics to the to very very complicated stuff. But uh, <laughs> I'm sure you're prepared. Yeah. Um, so, can you tell us about your current stage name and sort of how it came about to be? Yeah. Well, my current stage name is Doza. It's always been Doza. Um, really boring from a young age as far as I can remember I was been called Doz or Doza around the schoolyard in football um, and now my mum calls me Doza my children are starting to be called mini Dozers um, so it's just a natural progression I don't think I've, most people don't even know my first name to be honest and know the Doza as everybody so it's just a natural fit to put into the DJ name as well <laughs> um, Do you remember the first person to have given you that name? I think it was a football coach. I think it was more around calling me Dozy Dozer because I didn't really listen or pay much attention and fell over football. So Dozy Dozer came in and then just Dozer and Doz from there on, really. And is that is that a sort of reason why the football career didn't take off because of the doziness? And the poor ability, probably, as well. <laughs> that. Uh, uh, inability to play football properly and the doziness, probably. <laughs> excellent, excellent. Um, so, basically, as a DJ, you're, you're Dozer, um, how would you describe your sort of unique style, if there is one? I know when we, when we first had you on board, we, we were sort of marketing you as the, the four-deck wizard from Wales, um, and um, sort of with the ability to wow the crowds with a lot of energetic music. So, how, how would you describe your genre? No pressure there then. No. <laughs> um, the general style is dance music and everything in between, sort of between house, EDM, techno, trance, 
what I do like to do is put my own spin on tracks by making sort of bootlegs, mashups of a commercial or a, an old track with a bit more of a, a bass line on the background just to keep it current. Um, I like to play any songs, basically, but along a certain BPM of between sort of 124 to 130, um, high energy, I think big room could also be called to describe it. Um, but generally, da- anything dance and in between the genres, I'll play and I'll listen to. And I, when I'm in the car, I'll listen to dance at all times. Um, so, yeah, I like to keep things fresh, looking to new while putting on. I think I find while working with Storm, a lot of the gigs may be a bit more commercial as well. So, I have a commercial spin on it on a dance track, like say an a cappella on top. Um, and that's where the four deck thing came from. And uh, that's what I enjoy doing. I was try to play a track that I would like to listen to. As long as I can keep to that, it seems to be working out pretty well. Yeah, yeah, no, it all makes sense. And what's, what's your uh, sort of stance on being given a gig which is well classified as open format, i.e. you can be demanded to play about 10 different styles in one evening? Are you open to that sort of request? Yeah, very much so. It's probably a lot more challenging than playing, say, a deep house night or an EDM house. Uh, or any house music where open format you will get people who will like certain styles and not like the other style you have to try and keep them out altogether and keep the dance floor busy um, and at the same time it lets you play tracks that you don't necessarily play you know I play a Bob Marley track a Lionel Richie track a Stevie Wonder track that may not necessarily fit into a, a house set but an open format lets you to, to run free with that obviously you get the the uptown funk request 10 times a night, which is a normal sign open format. But yeah, you know, it's something different and it keeps, keeps me on track, keeps me on top of the tracks and, you know, old tracks, new tracks and keeps you, keeps you coming at the same time. Um, I think if you focus around one, one route of house or dance, you're limited the options of of the the gigs you can do. So by being open format makes you available for a lot more, a lot more gigs and a lot, meeting a lot more interesting people as well. Very true, very true. Um, what, um, what would you sort of, how would you describe your current ideal um, equipment setup in terms of your, your technology and so forth that you, uh, you use on a regular basis? Yeah, I had a long thought about this question. Um, I've gone from vinyl decks, CDJs, to a console, USBs, CDs, um, Serato, Tractor. I think it's a bit of a boring, sad answer, but mine is, is my laptop just because of the amount of music I've got access to now, as opposed to a CD where you've got 20 tracks on, a USB, which I find difficult to, to manoeuvre through. When you have a laptop, you have thousands of thousands of different tracks, and as you're scrolling through it, you think, oh, I remember that song, it's a great track. I, I, should, I haven't played that for months, I haven't played that for years. Um, so, yeah, I think the laptop obviously makes it a bit easier as well when you've got BPMs and keys to make the, the set a bit more of a journey. But definitely the fact that you can find any track and, at any point makes it a lot easier, and I enjoy it like that. So definitely the laptop. Not a, like I say, a bit of a boring answer, but what I found. Yeah, no, that makes sense. But alongside the laptop, I assume you'd be, well, you'd prefer to be using some sort of uh, controller mechanism to control yeah. what's in the laptop rather than having to use a, a mouse and a keyboard. Yeah, yeah. I, well, I go before between a console through Serato or through CDJs via Serato. Um, I do enjoy the CDJs a lot better than a console. Um, don't ask me why. It's just I, I have a better feel for having two CDJs and a mixer. Um, when I'm DJing for them, I don't really use the laptop to rather than just select a song. Um, uh, with a console, I don't feel I have as much control over the, over the set as when I'm going through it. Um, don't know why, it's just just the way I feel. You see, I've got the deck set up in the house here. I take the decks out with me most of the places, um, and I take the controller with me at the same time. But always go for the decks every time. Uh, CDJs of something I bought them when I really got into going out and playing gigs, and it's something I've always kept with. Yeah. I've actually marked two old ones, but they still still do a great job, and I, I love using them. <laughs> and um... You, you mentioned sort of starting out a vinyl way. Um, have you still got any old vinyl in your collection or have you offloaded it all? Or? I've, got, I've got all the vinyl and none of the uh, turntables, unfortunately. Uh, <laughs> I lost the battle with the missus and what, what we could keep when we moved house. Um, yeah, they take so up a lot of room. Yeah, yeah, I've got all the white labels from my uni days every time I got a student loan. Uh, I think there was a, it just gone on the internet, it was hard to find records and you could. Uh, 
you could find tracks on there about 12 15 pounds for one white label vinyl and you'd play it to death on there but yeah i've still got them going around i did do a bit of a project of years back where i could convert all my old vinyl onto usb so i had those songs and some of them you can't find anywhere these days no, no. yeah no i think from my perspective as well there's like a huge number of crates of vinyl that are just sort of sitting in storage but whether they'll come out again, I don't know. There's sort of no, no. <laughs> a lot of stuff out there. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, so basically, that that's about your your um, your sort of current setup and so forth. Um, going back to the sort of element of vinyl again, it might be related to my vinyl, it might not. But can you remember your first ever uh, musical purchase and? What, what format was it? Was it vinyl or was it something completely obscure? No, it, it was CDs and I bought two albums and they couldn't be further apart. Um, the first one was The Prodigy, Fat of the Land, <laughs> um, when I was really getting into dance. For some unknown reason, the second one was The Lion King soundtrack. <laughs> Purchased in the same <laughs> store at the same time. It was Christmas vouchers, I believe. Um, yeah, so I had... Uh, Prodigy and the Lion King playing back to back in my bedroom as a first wow. music show. Have you ever considered some sort of mashup with those two? I've done a Lion King mashup for my daughter's cheerleading. Oh right, wow. um, so yeah, we've done something like that. I was a, a bit bass heavy, but yeah, it sort of worked. I think in the end, you need to get that on uh, SoundCloud to yeah. let the public judge it. <laughs> <laughs> the privileges allow me with SoundCloud taking most stuff down. Let's we'll see if we can get it on there. It's very true. Very true. Um, so that was the first purchase. Um, in terms of your sort of current day-to-day -day life, is it, is it all about 100% DJing or do you have a day job as well, which you sort of use to, to fund the, uh, the family life and the rest of it? Yeah, I, I do have a, a nine to five job. Um, I work for the local authority in the mentorings team. Uh, and the manager of the rent department uh, of the housing association and in the current climate we're, we're very busy um, but what it does do it allows me the flexibility to work away quite a lot through storm um, if I can you know if I had a gig today I could leave work straight away and go to a gig in London or anywhere around the country at a drop a hat that's the flexibility allows me yeah. so it works really well with my relationship with storm as in I can be on hand to do a gig at any point any time which works well for everyone really Excellent, excellent. Um, tell us about your first ever gig, if you can remember it. Most of us can. Um, but yeah, have you got a sort of story to tell us about that? Whenever yeah, it's it may hard, be? like most people on these interviews. Um, it was called the Cotton Club in Newport, South Wales. It was three floors. Uh, top floor was R&B, bottom floor was drum and bass, and I was the middle floor and just told have a free reign. Um, I remember the CDJ's cue buttons didn't work. Um, I tried to play sort of electro house and the early days of EDM, the types of Dead Mouse, the Swedish House Mafia were just kicking off. Yeah. And every time I played a track that people didn't know, so when I thought I was breaking a track, the manager would grab me literally around the collar <laughs> and say, play something people know or you're off. So I think the rest of the night trying to find mashups, bootlegs, any sort of commercial song I had to keep him happy. And I think I got paid about £45 for about an eight-hour set on a bank holiday Sunday. Wow. Into six o'clock in the morning finish. I remember walking home and it was light thinking, God, this DJ's not all there. DJ's lark's not all it's meant to be, is it? It's not, that's less than minimum wage, isn't it? Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> um, it was invited back a couple of times, but it just never worked out. Um, I like to think I was a bit of a trail setter for bringing in EDM because it's all played around the, around the city now, but uh, at the time I wasn't. <laughs> the unsung pioneer. Yeah. <laughs> um, we've got a few sort of random questions which you'll have seen from our other DJ podcast interviews, um, so uh, I'm sure you're vaguely prepared for them. But uh, the, the, yeah. the first one is um, on a scale of 1 to 10, 10 being the most outlandishly weird. How weird are you? Um, 
I would say seven or eight, but people may say lower because I'm quite a person, but I like to be on my own quite a lot because um, I'm a DJ and I have three kids and I'm a manager. It's a strange thing to say, but I'm quite happy to lock myself in a room, listen to music or lock myself in an office and do my work all on my own. I'm a, I have more confidence in myself than other people. So I'm going to say quite high, but other people may say that's not such a weird thing. But I'd say seven or eight. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's, that's a good sort of standard average for a DJ, I think. Cause, uh, yeah. I don't think we've had any any of our uh, DJs say they're below a six, I don't think so. <laughs> not, not with the hours and the type of work we do, it doesn't fit in with it. No, no, exactly. Um, what is your spiritual practice? Uh, running. <laughs> okay. <laughs> on and just running, I can run for hours, headphones on, clear my mind. Yeah. Uh, um, especially if I've got, uh, I may load the phone up with a load of new tracks and just go running with them in my head and what, what, what I like, what I don't like, and that gets me ready for the day or gets me ready for the week. Even when I've done gigs away, the first thing I do is, when I get in the hotel room is drop the bags and go for a jog and just get ready, find out where I'm going to the night, what this place is like, what the setup's going to be like, what I'm going to play, and I'm just I'm clear then after I've had a good run. Yeah. So. <laughs> Is jogging slash running a sort of daily thing for you? Yeah, I, I run every, every day, uh, three or four miles a day. Um, don't particularly enjoy getting ready to go for the run. That's always off. Should I go to the pub instead or shall I eat some chocolate? But yeah, I, I get myself out every day, three or four miles, and uh, I say, clears my head of what I need to do for the rest of the day. Excellent. Very, very, very healthy sounding, that's for sure. Well, I come back and drink a couple of lagers after, <laughs> after the run, so that's not completely healthy. <laughs> Um, okay, and am I right in thinking you did some sort of workout um, mixes of late? Yeah, I've been doing quite a lot of DJing at um, gyms and at people's PT sessions. Uh, okay, okay. So, uh, uh, a bit more energy into the gyms because they, they generally have uh, generic mix playlist playing. Yeah. So I turn up, set my gear up, play for an hour and a half, two hours some of my more ministry sound slash running type tracks yeah. a bit more pumpier and get people going for a couple of hours and say it gets a good atmosphere in the gym I get to trial different tracks that I may not necessarily play all the time uh, and yeah and meet different people it's, it's, it's good fun Excellent. I think it's a bit of a kick on the fitness thing at the moment I know years ago there was a big thing into gyms and part PT sessions and it's kicking off again at the moment did you, have you tried to sort of bargain in uh, a running machine behind the decks so that you can do your that's running good. and DJ at the same time? Oh, that sounds a great plan, yes. <laughs> you should definitely ask them. It would be uh, quite entertaining, I'm yeah. sure. Uh, yeah, Dead Max has got his head, Daft Punk has got their masks, I can have a running machine. That could be a <laughs> niche subject. <laughs> um, Okay, well, that, that, that's all good. I think some of your mixes are on SoundCloud as well, aren't they? From, yeah, they all work on SoundCloud. I record a lot of the sets. I do now live from straight into SoundCloud um, and, and repost them as much as possible. I know Storm do a great job in promoting those as well. Yeah. So, yeah, they're on there and free to download. What would you do in the event of a zombie apocalypse? I've actually thought about this in depth. Um, I would let the zombies eat me. Um, <laughs> As I've got nothing to offer when we need to rebuild society. I have no skills. Um, so, yeah, it's best if I'm not around, they can eat me and someone else can help me build society when, when it's over. So, <laughs> bit of a dark answer, but I'm happy with that. Okay. Um, okay, name something that you're really not very good at. In line with that, DIY. Um, DIY, okay. My house is falling apart because I can't change a light bulb, I can't do anything. And it's more embarrassing when my dad is a director of housing uh, for a building firm. Um, I went to mow the lawn yesterday and the lawnmower broke, so that's half done now. His bedrooms haven't been painted. I, I can't do any of it. Not a thing. I don't attempt to either. Um, it's all right. You've, you've got your, you know, your strength in the music, so that's, that's all you need, really, isn't it? Other than help build houses or repair walls and um, okay, tell me something that's true that almost nobody agrees with you on. I would say that dance music is proper music because everybody I speak to in work or my parents say that's not real music, it's just noise or it's just boom, boom, boom. <laughs> um, especially my father, who doesn't understand it at all, 
I say colleagues in work who listen to my mixes maybe on SoundCloud and uh, say that's not really music, that's noise. I would say if you li- take the time to listen to the tracks and listen to the mixes, uh, some of the production on it is amazing and it is real music, good music. Yeah, it's, it's always a hard one to argue with, with certain people, um, but you know, it's, uh, I suppose it's very subjective at the end of the day. Yeah, it? absolutely. <laughs> um, okay, tell us about your ideal sandwich. Uh, piri piri chicken and cheese, and that's it. No salad, nothing healthy in there, just some meat and some cheese, and oh, I'm happy. And the bread? Uh, a bit of baguette. Okay, okay, yeah. excellent. I want to guess, yeah, nice and, nice and simple. Chicken, cheese, piri piri sauce. Yeah. No other condiments, no other, like, lettuce? No, or... no, no, no nothing healthy at okay. all. Okay, okay, very uh, sleek, I like it. <laughs> um, so, tying back vaguely to the zombie apocalypse, um, yeah. what would your last track be if you were playing End of the World Party? Um, so just before the earth exploded or whatever uh, my answer to this is the answer to every music question what's my favourite track what's the last track I would play what track would I have in my wedding um, and it is always Robin S show me love <laughs> because it's my favourite track I must have sampled it about a thousand times in different formats and different versions um, I think I was in a nightclub in Turkey when I was about 15 when I first heard it um, and just instantly fell in love with it and I must play it at least once on every set in some type of version um, I don't care what people think I absolutely love it um, <laughs> and yeah it would be that one it had to be there's nothing else I could think, think better than that Excellent. that doesn't tie in with the end of the world scenario but I, I was sort of thinking you might have gone down the lines of the um, when you did the Tomorrowland gig last year and your your last track before everyone boarded the uh, Tomorrowland plane was uh, Bob Marley, wasn't it? From what I remember, that was a close runner up, Bob Marley. I thought, is that too obvious? So I went with Bob and S. But Bob Marley is a close second. Perhaps if one more track came on at the end before the world end, it'd be Bob Marley. <laughs> excellent, excellent. Well, that answers all of our interview questions. Um, so thank you for your time on that, and um, we'll be getting this interview up probably in the next week or so, um, along with your mix. And, yeah, for anyone who wants to find out more, all Dozers mixes are linked through our site um, and his page, more specifically. Um, and, yeah, so thank you, Dozer, um, and we shall catch up soon, no doubt. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> Storm DJ's live mixes.
Podcast. 